Hello and welcome to Kingdom Conversations, a ministry of Faith Covenant Church. We are so excited to have you today as we talk about all things related to the Kingdom of God. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Kingdom Conversations. I'm excited that you have joined us again today at our church here for the month of March. We are really trying to focus on prayer. One of the exciting things that Pastor Kevin shared about a month ago in the service is that we have, that we know of, about 300 people that are in small groups that are reading their Bible every single day. And that is huge, and we are excited about that. And undoubtedly, there are are many more beyond that that are reading their Bibles every day. And so one of the things we want to focus on now is helping our church grow in prayer to where we have people who have deep, meaningful prayer lives every single day praying continuously and asking the Lord to do big things. And so we're focusing on prayer this month, and we're doing that in the podcast as well. And if you'll remember, last week we talked a lot about why we should pray. We had members of the prayer team that joined us to talk about why we should pray, and they shared some really cool testimonies of what God did through prayer. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to talk a little bit more how to pray. This is the question the disciples asked Jesus. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. And if you're new to prayer or if you don't pray as often, it can be kind of intimidating. I don't know what to say. And so we wanted to provide some help today to talk about a little more about how to pray. And so I've got some faithful, dedicated prayer warriors here, members of our prayer ministry, who are going to share some insights and advice to help all of us become better at approaching the throne of God in prayer. So if you guys could go around and share your names and a little bit about you, then we will start our conversation. Hey, James. My name is Greg Lanning. I've been at Faith Covenant now about five years, and my wife, Joanne, and I uh, have the privilege of uh, uh, praying together and also um, a part of the prayer team here at Faith Covenant. That's great. We're also in a life group. Awesome. Hi, James. I'm Ruth. I've been at Faith Covenant since 2014, and I have a passion for prayer. And I would say up front that uh, I'm one of the more background prayers. I'm not one of the ones that are up front all the time. And I think people need to know that that's okay. And that's more than okay. That's what keeps the church running. (laughs) I'm Allison Whedon, and I became a member here at Faith Covenant last year, a year ago this month. And I am very thankful that I'm here. And I love praying, and I hope that after you hear this podcast that you will be feeling the same way, too, that you'll hear some things to help you um, to have wonderful conversations with the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Going to something that um, Ruth just said that's always stuck with me is the famous English speaker or pastor Charles Spurgeon. He had some visitors come, and he said, let me show you the engine of the church and he took them downstairs underneath to the boiler room and there were just dozens of people downstairs praying he said it's not my preaching this is what drives the church and so it's the background people the people that we don't even know about that pray constantly that make a difference in the life of the church and so the thing i wanted to start out with today is talking about um different kinds of prayer parts of prayer because i i think for many of us we come to to God the way we do Santa Claus. Lord, here's my list. These are the 10 things that I need you to do right now. I need you to heal my aunt. I need you to 
help me to find my dog. I need you to give me a new car, a new job. We come to God and it's just a list of requests that we want him to do. But prayer is so much deeper than that. And so Greg, if I could go to you and just ask, what are some other types of prayers and ways that we should talk to God? And I, I think I shared this in the last podcast, but it just, it comes to me is one of the uh, most basic prayer. I think that we all um, prayed at one time is, uh, Lord, save me. It was a cry out, you know, that, as simple as that sounds like is that we, uh, we, we just cry out. We just are urged to just start to talk. And I think that was the most basic type of prayer that, uh, uh, that emerged, but uh, then starting to watch others pray and that um, I think it was pretty much more taught than um, or modeled for me than taught as a as a new believer so um, that's just uh, that was my one thought in that regard it's uh, sometimes we you know you 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 hear and someone pray a lot and long, but I, I think the simple is the, the start of just talking to God, and maybe it's a cry out, and maybe um, it's more of just getting to know Him. Now, Jesus did give us, you know, uh, somewhat a pattern. Allison, I don't know if you, uh, how you first got embraced prayer. I use all different ways of praying. Like first thing, usually before I even get out of bed in the morning, I use Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and bless his name. So I just start thanking God for all the things. I mean, like I have a bed, I have clean sheets. There are many people in the world who don't have that. And just thank him for things. And then uh, go into his courts with praise. I start praising him by saying his names, who he is. Um, he is faithful. He is just. Um, he keeps his promises. And I tell you, that is a beautiful way to start your day when you put your focus on him first, because then you know he's in charge. He's going to take care of things for the day. So I, that's one of my ways that I really enjoy starting the day with that. Did someone share that with you, that, that you should begin your day to pray, or was that just, how did that yes. come? Or how I did used you... to be part of Salt and Light and at another church, and this is something that we would do. Yeah, yeah. And then just throughout the day, um, other things, just like when I get in my car, I will turn on my lights, and I will say, God, help me be a safe driver, help people around me to be a safe driver, and when I get where I'm going it goes ding dong it makes a little you know chime and that always reminds me I turn it off and I say thank you very much God so a lot of my prayers will be throughout the day just talking to God sometimes I use verses like that time there's no verse at all it's just talking to him asking for him to you know protect me and protect others so he listens to all the prayers I mean there's none too big and none too small for our Lord to listen to absolutely yeah I think it's um good reminder to, to pray throughout the day and not just to set aside a time, but when you're driving in the car and you're stuck in traffic, I mean, I think many of us need to pray to keep our, <laughs> keep our tempers down a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. sometimes when you're frustrated, but it's a great opportunity to pray and it can be difficult. It can be challenging to not just make it a list of requests. Like I try to, um, several times a week, just go on a prayer walk. I go to one of the nature parks around here and just go for a walk and pray. And, and one day I said, you know what? The whole walk, I'm not going to ask for a single thing. I'm just going to thank God, 
and praise God. And at first I'm like, how am I going to fill up all this time? But then as you start going over all the things God's done in your life, son, you're like, my walk was too short, <laughs> you know? And that lifts your spirits and boosts you to see just how blessed you are beyond beyond other people. So absolutely praising God for who he is, thanking him for what he's done is such an important part of prayer. I wanted to read a verse here um, from Philippians, Philippians um, chapter 4, verses 6 through 7, because this is where um, Paul talks about praying. He says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That prayer brings us this peace of God which surpasses all understanding. And one of the things I want to talk about is, talks about by prayer, supplication, thanksgiving. We hear about intercession. We hear about requests. And that can be confusing. What in the world do all these words mean? Allison, could you explain a little bit of that to us? Um, well, all different types of prayer, like how I would start out my day. I'm praising him. I'm giving thanks to him. Um, sometimes I'm interceding for other people. It's not for myself, but for someone else. I can see someone even walking across the street. Maybe they have a walker, and, you know, I might say, God, help them to get where they need to go, you know, safely. And other times we're praying for family members. But what's beautiful is even if a person doesn't know the Lord, we can still pray for them, you know, and God hears all those prayers. And Thanksgiving, that's the one, like you said, when you're going on a walk, and sometimes they say acts adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. And that's what I do when you start out with adoration, um, confession, thanksgiving. By the time you said all those, some of your requests, it's like, you know, I don't even need to ask you. You got it, God. So that's a beautiful way to start out, you know, just our focus on him and praising him. But yet he's always there to listen to whatever it is that we, you know, our requests. Absolutely. So Ruth, when we read in that Philippians 4 passage, he talks about with thanksgiving, make your prayers and requests be made known to God. Why do you think he mentions thanksgiving? What's the core that he's trying to get at there? We need to always thank God for what he's provided for us, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's uh, jobs, provisions, and spiritual needs. There's so much incorporated into our day that we need to be thankful for. And uh, if, you, if you can't turn it back and thank God for it, then it, it just it leaves you empty. One of the things I did, going back to what Allison was saying, waking up in the morning in prayer, but when I was a teacher, I had to drive to Tampa. And from my house to the middle of the Gandy Bridge, where the hub was, I would pray for all these things in Pinellas County, my family, my friends, my church, what's happening. And so on, so on. But I'd get to the middle of the bridge and I'd transition. And I would start leaving those things on the bridge, on the hump, and I'd turn and I'd visualize the classroom, the people I'd be working with, the responsibilities for the day, and I'd start praying for all of those things. And in the, at the end of the day, I'd do, do the opposite. And many times what I thought God had planned for me that day was not what God had planned for me that day. You have to be ready to hear God's voice all day long. You know, I thought I'd be saying this. No, nope, I'm talking about that <laughs> instead. And uh, on the way home, I'd be thanking God 
for what did happen, even if it wasn't what I thought was going to happen. And I'd get to the middle of the bridge, I'd leave those things on the bridge and on the way home. I'd pick up the family and the friends and the church and the responsibilities over here. Ruth, as you said that, it made me think of the scripture in um, Thessalonians 5, 17. It says, pray without ceasing. And I don't know about you guys, but that, to me, that's, that's a hard verse. I mean, that would struggle. But as you explained how you just incorporated your drive and what thoughts and what you see, and Allison, you said the same thing, is, is that attitude of, um, of lifting it up to him. And is also, I think, James, as you were talking about Thanksgiving, I think it has to be an attitude of gratitude. You know, we're so grateful for who God is, what he has done for us, and... Um, you know, that verse, it says, don't be anxious for anything, and it, and, it, and it shifts, doesn't it? Right to take your eyes off the problem and then shift to prayer. And it's another verse, James, I think, wasn't it, where Jesus said, um, uh, don't be anxious for anything, but um, uh, be yoked to me. He said, learn of me, be yoked to me, you know. And I think that prayer, that time is kind of yoking with him. We're agreeing who he is what he has, reaching out, and that starts going into thankfulness. And uh, um, it, it's hard to be anxious when you're thankful, I think. So um, I, I see the one reason for that Thanksgiving part was in that regard. And uh, again, I appreciate so that example of praying without ceasing, of just taking the, the time and using it, um, inviting God, communicating with him. Absolutely. So I think the question that comes to my mind as I hear this conversation with there's so much with the adoration and the praise and the thanksgiving is why is it that when we start out praying I think many of us it's just a list of personal requests that it's hard for us to move into those other parts of prayer why do you think it's that we tend to focus so much of our time on just our wants and our needs Ruth I've thought about that a lot because you put that question in here. I think there are a lot of reasons for that. Part of it may be fear. People are, are fearful for what's going to happen next in their life. And, and so they, they, part of it's that. And part of it's not knowing, not knowing how to pray, not knowing where to begin, not knowing who to turn to if we, if we need help. And some of it's just habit. You know, a habit of, oh, I, I just learned from Greg how to do, do a different way of, of praying. I never thought of that before. And so, you know, as you're going, you're, you're coming up to the church soon, James, and you're going to be teaching people ways to pray and give people tools, something to hold on to. And uh, for me, that tool for years was the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to get to that at the end of our conversation today to kind of help give a model for people listening as to how to pray. Because praying scripture is something important. Greg, did you have something? Well, I was just, as you were going talking about that, um, Jesus said in Matthew 6, um, it said in verse 7, And when you pray, don't keep babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of the many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask them. And, and it's almost like we enter in, just in case God 
you forgot. I need this. Let me bring that up. Or in case you forgot about Betty Lou's broken arm, I want to bring that up. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not saying, James, that I don't, I think we should pray for Betty Lou's broken arm in that. But um, it, I, I think God wants us to seek his face first and not his hands, not, you know, that part. And to be honest, I think most of us start that way because it was modeled for us. I, I don't know about your first, but one of my first prayer meetings I went to was a group and everybody had a little piece of paper and they had all their needs down and they were just waiting for their turn. And I'm thinking, ooh, I better get mine. And, and, and oh, they took two of mine. And <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I sometimes just felt like lost or kind of just not present. And and so I was so encouraged in that part of when I someone said, seek his face, get, you know, at, you know, start to just adore him in a sense in your prayer time. And, um, and, and I think that does follow in when Jesus said, you know, to the disciples, when they asked him how to, you know, teach us to pray. And he did start off with our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And that was kind of the glimpse, uh, in a sense, uh, of that, um, that it, that's how we come to the Father first, is just adoring Him, you know, not coming. I, I know when my kids just came all the time asking, you know, whew, you know, but what, how did they go to my heart when they came to me and go, Dad, you are, you're the best. <laughs> You give me so much. What do you want, Greg? <laughs> what do you want, son? <laughs> but with a good heart. And, and is that, doesn't God see our heart anyway? And so for us to get that mindset of, of coming to him. And uh, um, so I, uh, I actually, go ahead, Allison. You yeah, the, I, was, um, I was going to say that Greg and Ruth and I are all upstairs, and we were praying during the services. And that's how we always start. We pick a psalm. And we read through the psalm, and then we see in that psalm who God is, and we just start out by praising him. That is such a beautiful thing. Um, here we are, we're thinking we're blessing the people downstairs, praying for them, but we are being blessed because we're praying who God is, and then we're thanking him, we're confessing to him if we want to. Sometimes it's a silence, sometimes it's out loud, but it's all through the reading for the scripture that we have read that day. And then we get into our supplications. Then we start asking God for um, the people downstairs to the blinders be taken off their eyes so that they're really hearing the word of God. So that is a beautiful time. But it always starts out with thanking God before we um, start praying about the people downstairs. I, I don't know. I mean, the Lord says our hearts are deceitful, you know, in a sense at times. It's and I, and I say that is what a good place to stand when we approach God than with his word. Whereas word tells it, that is, that is solid. I don't have to worry about, oh, I'm approaching him with my own agenda and that, but when I approach him, and that's why, you know, scriptures, you know, the podcast um, I heard a, a few weeks ago from Mary Arnold in Salt and Light, and, and she was talking about reading relationally. And I was listening to that and I said, Oh my goodness, that is worship-based prayer in a sense because Mary was describing like this verse, to you, Lord, I call, you are my rock. Do not turn your ear from me, for if you remain silent, I will be like those that go into the pit. 
And she said her response, yes, Lord, you are my rock and you are, you don't, you listen to me. I thank you, Lord. Right now, I thank you that you listen to me. And, and, and Lord, if you remain silent, oh, I'm desperate for you. And just using scripture that way just kind of brings me, uh, brings us into that. So I was just excited when she mentioned that, that time. I said, wow, that is good. That is a way to pray the word and, and, and to use it. And so I think we stand on f much firmer ground. I know for me, when someone introduced using the scriptures as your prayer book, as, as kind of kind of launching out. And I know we can't all the time, but when that is that intentional time or maybe corporately, that we're on good foundation when we use God's word to start to open our hearts um, for the spirit, uh, start to, to lead us in, in, in our prayer time. But I will say, for those, as a new believer, that was so foreign. That wasn't it. It was, you know, it was, you know, I just watched people pray. I tried to, okay, the these and thous. I don't know if you guys grew up, but I grew up with the these and thous, so I had to remember how to in, insert those at times. But um, it is, you know, it's it's somewhat taught. And um, um, thankful for the word that for that model. And I, I don't know if we're going to get a chance to kind of break that down more, but uh, for sure, our Father who art in heaven, how be thy name, is a great way just to start your 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 prayer time. Part of what I'm getting from your again, is you're, you're talking about relationship, our relationship to God. But that's beautifully modeled in what you were talking because in the prayer room, which is also a reflection of our homes and our houses and our friends, we have a relationship going on. But we start always with a tool. And where that goes, once we've read, you know, maybe it's Psalm 121, you know, of of, uh, you know, where does my help come from? Where we start. And then James will chime in, and he, he picks up that and takes beautiful vision of his of what that means. Or Allison will come in and go, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. And that sharing enriches everybody in the room and blesses everybody in the room. Absolutely. Well, we've got a few minutes left here, and I think the thing that's really been brought out, which I, um, which I appreciate, is the idea of the relational prayer, the idea of corporate prayer, that it's not just me praying by myself, it's me praying in a group. And it's more than just, I think we sometimes tend to in a group is we don't listen to each other. I just pray what I want to pray, and then Allison prays what she wants to pray, and Ruth prays what she wants to pray, and we could all sit at our own houses and do that. The idea of corporate prayer is you're listening to others and you're hearing what they're saying. You're saying, God, I agree with my sister. I agree with my brother here. And we're coming to the throne of God corporately as a group. And so with the time left, we got about six minutes left. One of the things that I thought would be nice is to help our listeners is to give them a model of prayer. And so if we could, let's go through the Lord's prayer together and, um, as you see fit, just offer up a prayer from the different parts. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Do some prayers from that, and then another one of us will join in, and another will join in, and we'll um, get to the Lord's Prayer. And then that'll be a really a great model of what it means to pray corporately, and it'll be a great model of how you can pray Scripture back. So, Greg, would you want to kick us off with that? Yeah, I've got God's Word open, and um, I'm just going to— uh, start with these verses as we we go and so right now it says praise to the lord for he has heard my cry for mercy the lord is my strength and shield 
and my heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy. With my song, I praise him. So, Father, right now, as, I, as we together agree that you've heard our cry at times, for mercy and you have answered it and so we praise you and we thank you for that you are a god who is merciful thank you lord and with craig praying that i picked up on you're my help and my shield yes and and i would personally take that and it might even become a mantra for a while if i'm in need you know lord you're my help you're my shield and uh, it might be something that gets me through a hard time and uh, then, then you could go on back to the, the Lord's Prayer where we began and uh, give us this day. That's very specific. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts. The, the Lord's Prayer to me is those acts. They, all, all four of those are there somewhere. And uh, I'm just asking God for forgiveness whether it's me going to Greg and saying, Lord, forgive me for the way I treated Greg the other day, or if it's something personal and private, being, being able to take that to it just takes the burden off the shoulders. The Lord's Prayer is, uh, everybody can pray it anywhere, anytime, in any situation. I think it's somewhat natural, and I mentioned this once before, as you looked at Isaiah, when he saw the glory of the Lord, as he embraced it, as he saw it, that's where, hallowed be thy name, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, that that part, Isaiah immediately went to confession, didn't he? He said, woe unto me, a man of unclean lips. Okay, and even as we read this scripture, it says, my heart trusts in him, and he helps me. And I, I don't know about you, but as I saw that, there are so many times I don't trust. And that would be, right now, it, I, Father, I, it would move me to confession. Father, there are times I don't trust you. I see that. I see your glory. You're worthy to trust. And, there, and that, it kind of naturally moves me to that. And then as I'm going on, Isaiah, the next part, remember the Lord spoke and he said, who will we send? And Isaiah said, he surrendered. He says, send me. And I think as we, that's that next part is for thy will be done on earth as in heaven. As we go, yes, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? in that and as as he being our strength and um that moves us to surrender we start to look at ourselves and want to surrender and to serve and with that we go we start to go in the lord's prayer goes into that part of forgive us our debtors as we forget those who sin against us and that takes us more into i think starting to pray for the others we start thinking about that and um, uh, just flowing with that and, and then ending with thankfulness and, and realizing that God is, uh, um, he is who he is and he's able. Absolutely. So, 
what I'm taking away from this is the scripture provides the framework. You pick a verse, Psalms is great, the Lord's Prayer is great. There's many in there, and they provide that outline or the framework that you read a verse, you read a couple verses, and then you pray what comes to your mind through that, whether it's asking for forgiveness, whether it's confession, whether it's praise or even request. The scripture then is guiding what you say. And one of our um, elders, Carlos, made a comment once that stuck with me that the scripture is God's language that he wrote to us. And so when we pray scripture back, we are praying God's language back to him. And I think that's key. So I would encourage you if you're listening and you want to grow in your prayer life, pick a passage of the Bible. Start with the Lord's Prayer. That's an easy one. As Ruth said, all the parts of Acts are in there. Um, Pick a psalm. Try going through it and praying back to it praying it back to God. Let God move in your mind and your heart for what you need to be praying for. As we close, I would just go around and um, give each of you just about 20, 30 seconds. What is one thing that you were saying, oh man, I didn't get to say this. One piece of advice, wisdom that you have gleaned over the years. What is one thing that you would say, I've got to make sure I get this out there. Ruth, I'll start with you. What I'd like to say is there are moments when we need to just be still. And it's in that stillness, if we allow it, that we hear God's voice. It doesn't all have to be out here, that stillness. That's, it may be in the middle of the night when I'm finally, my brain's not doing 10 million things, and I'm finally calm enough that I truly am still enough to hear God's voice. And that's just an amazing place to be. Absolutely. I love the peace that God has given me, being able to pray to him and talk to him and use his word. Like in Psalm 31, 14 through 15, it says, But I am trusting you, O Lord, saying you are my God. My future is in your hands. And when I take that apart and I say, But I am trusting you, O Lord. Yes, Lord, I am trusting you. And when I don't, help me to trust you. Um, And when I say, you are my God. And then I acknowledge him. Yes, you are my God. My future is in your hands. What better place to have my future than in God's hands? So as I learn to pray more and more, God gives me such an amazing peace. Things that I would worry about before, now I can hand them over to him and say, it's yours, God. I trust you with that. Absolutely. Greg? Um, and and as we've, we've talked about several different, I guess, types and ways to pray and praying without ceasing. And this can be so overwhelming. I just want to be here with everyone. And I am so thankful this verse is here. It says, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And so in my prayer journey, I, have, I, I thank God often that I mess this up. I'm not sure what I'm praying, Lord. I come in the right, but this Holy Spirit is interceding for me right now. So I would encourage young believers, old, is just a, to, to, to cling to that, is that God, the Spirit does intercede. He knows our heart and is interceding. So just do your best. Just, you know, don't get bogged down in trying to pray a, a format or that, but... Um, as we all said, we encourage you the word, but also know that the Spirit is interceding for you. Absolutely. So my encouragement to you if you're listening is to do what you can to increase your prayer life. If you're new and you don't pray much at all, start out doing a little bit. Pick a scripture, pray for five minutes, ten minutes. If you're someone that has a deep prayer life, you can always go deeper, always do more. I don't think there's anyone anywhere that would say, 
I get an A+. I got 100 on my prayer life. When I get to heaven, God's going to look at me and just be perfectly happy. I think all of us can grow. And so our, our encouragement, my challenge to you would be, what is one thing you can do today to increase your prayer life to help you grow closer to God? God bless. Thank you for listening to Kingdom Conversations. We look forward to you joining us next week.